Welcome to Your Active's Agri-Food Podcast. I'm Natasha Foote. And I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Your Active's Agri-Food News team. And we start with the coverage that we made on the informal meeting with the EU agriculture ministers on Monday, where they shared for the first time their views on the farm-to-fork and biodiversity strategies recently unveiled by the European Commission and that represent two core elements of the European Green Deal. The ministers welcomed the overall level of ambition, let's say the spirit contained in both plans, but asked the EU executive for more information on how to measure results and implement the general goals. It was the Dutch representative who actually summarized member states' mood by saying that they want to know more about methodology, benchmarking, baselines and financial resources in order to set their specific reduction targets. Indeed, the most ambitious part, and actually the trickiest part of the strategy, are the targets, like the 50% cut for the use and risk of pesticides and the 20% reduction target in fertilizer use. Another interesting aspect highlighted by the ministers is that these efforts to make the European food system more sustainable may risk, in the end, encouraging unsustainable farming practices elsewhere. Several ministers also voiced concerns about the risk of asymmetries between the new high demands on EU producers and lower standards of imported products. German minister Julia Klöckner took the floor saying that the EU must avoid that production moves to other regions whose environmental standards don't comply with the EU requirements. And she mentioned the deforestation linked to farming practices in non-EU countries. So it's important to say that Germany will take over the EU rotating presidency starting from uh, July. So part of the debate will be uh, led by them. And German minister pointed out that the EU should impose the sustainability goals in the food production as a global standard to cope with these risks of uh, externalization. Italy, for instance, asked the Commission how it intends to ensure the harmonization of sustainability standards at the international level in order to avoid this dangerous ex- externalization of unsustainable practices. So it's a topic that uh, will pop up again. Another story uh, is about something that actually didn't happen uh, during the informal meeting with ministers because environmental stakeholders have complained about the Croatian presidency of the EU Council for not having invited them to share their views on the agricultural aspects of the European Green Deal. A coalition of environmental NGOs that includes the WWF, Greenpeace, European Environmental Bureau and BirdLife uh, sent a letter to the current EU presidency uh, back in April asking to be allowed to intervene in the informal agriculture minister meeting. So the Croatians uh, had not replied to this letter. Actually, there was a precedent because the Finnish presidency, the previous one, invited for the first time an NGO to take the floor at the ministerial table uh, last September. But 
other than these uh, NGOs also said that the EU farmers organization Copacogeca was invited in May by the presidency. So in, in the end, we spoke with the presidency and they basically said that they received many letters and suggestions from stakeholders this time, many of them asking to intervene at the June meeting. Then they realized it would not be possible to accommodate all these requests, uh, also considering the limiting format of the video conference. And in the end, the, the Croatian presidency decided not to have any third party participation and opted for a live broadcast of the discussion, also to show the appreciation for public interest and keep all interested parties equally informed on the matter. And another story comes from Croatia, as the government is working to extend by another three years a provisional restriction that prevents non-nationals from purchasing agricultural lands in the Croatian territory. As part of the Croatia's Treaty of Accession, the EU had granted a seven-year transition period in which farmlands on the Croatian territory could have been purchased by Croatian farmers only. And this uh, transition period ran from uh, 2013, when Croatia joined the EU, until uh, July 2020. But the accession agreement also considered the possibility of extending this period for another three years if the reasons why the ban was introduced are still valid. The Croatian news website Agrobiz has seen a translation of the final EU decision granting the extension of the ban. So we asked the minister, Maria Vucicovic, if they received the green light from the commission. And she said, uh, not yet. But she also added the request for extending this ban doesn't imply that the common agricultural policy was not efficient in the first seven years of Croatia's EU membership. Because one could say that this request kind of confirmed a failure in the convergence process. The minister said that the reason for buying more time for Croatian farmers is that Croatia could experience an aggressive land grabbing attempts by foreign entities at the current stage, particularly when it comes to the fertile farmland in the east of the country. And indeed, according to Eurostat data, uh, land prices for agricultural land in Croatia are one of the cheapest within the EU. In other news, according to a new report released this week, Insect populations are plummeting across the world due to industrial farming and heavy pesticide use, and this decline is a threat to food production. The Insect Atlas is a comprehensive new global review of trends in insect populations, their relationship with agriculture, and what needs to be done to ameliorate this. It concluded that insect species and pollinators are in severe decline, with 41% of insect species in decline and one-third threatened with extinction. It also highlighted that this reduction includes pollinators, with at least 1 in 10 bee and butterfly species in Europe on the brink of extinction. As pollinators contribute directly to around one-third of global food production, and 75% of our most important crops are dependent on pollination by insects, this makes this insect decline a serious threat to food security. 
More than 65 organizations and individuals across producer, veterinary, research and academic sectors have co-signed a letter this week calling for more support for the global meat sector in the wake of the coronavirus crisis and urging authorities to refute claims that the crisis stemmed from the livestock sector. The letter highlights the value of animal agriculture and its instrumental role in the food system. It called on authorities, intergovernmental groups and NGOs to support these efforts by reaffirming the safety of livestock production and reminding consumers of the EU's robust food safety system. During a recent debate organised by Euractive, EU lawmakers have said that any potential reduction of glyphosate in the EU should be preceded by an impact assessment exploring the consequences for farmers. Chair of the Agri-Committee of the European Parliament, Norbert Linz, said that there is really a need for an impact assessment for each of the legislative proposals, adding that an impact assessment on how a reduction in the use of glyphosate will affect farms and farmers will be needed. Glyphosate is one of the most widely used active substances in European agriculture and is the world's most commonly used herbicide. It's currently approved in the EU, but this approval expires on the 15th of December 2022. A group of companies seeking the renewal of glyphosate's approval in the EU have already launched an application for its renewal post-2022. However, the renewal of glyphosate is highly contested and the debate is well underway as to whether the substance should be reauthorised. To learn more about this, make sure you check out the article on Euractive. Major EU agri-food stakeholders said this week that a failure to conclude a trade agreement between the EU and the UK would have serious consequences for the agri-food sector. As the fourth round of negotiations on the UK-EU future relationship draws to a close, groups working in the sector have expressed their concern. These include Farmers Association, Copacogeca, the European Liaison Committee for Agricultural and Agri-Food Trade, CELCA, and the Food Industry Confederation, Food Drink Europe. The groups warned that a combination of no agreement and no extension of transitional arrangements, combined with the introduction of tariffs and the potential for regulatory divergence, would severely disrupt both integrated supply chains and agri-food trade between the EU and the UK, which amounted to 58 billion euros in 2019. The concerns come as EU chief Brexit negotiator Michel Barnier admitted in a press conference last week that there has been no significant progress in the latest round of talks between the EU and the UK. He also confirmed that there has been no breakthrough in the talks on fishing and the level playing field guarantees. Copacogeca, Selka and Food Drink Europe are therefore urging the consideration of alternative, temporary arrangements that could be implemented from the start of 2021, should it not prove possible to conclude an agreement this year. Our quote of the week this week comes from the latest report of the European Court of Auditors, which found that the EU's decade-long policy effort to reverse the biodiversity loss has not come to fruition. And uh, Viorel Stefan, the auditor responsible for the report, said that the common agricultural policy has so far been insufficient to counterattack declining biodiversity on farmland a major threat for both farming and the environment. Now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week, starting with Bulgaria, where a videotape published by the investigative website Bivol 
shows the Bulgarian agricultural minister telling fruit and vegetable producers to keep silent about an EU-funded programme which is reportedly plagued with irregularities. If you're interested in this story, Euractiv Bulgaria takes a closer look on our agri-food brief, which you can find on the Euractiv website. In Germany, Germany's Bundesrat has again postponed the controversial vote on caging pigs, which was due last week. Animal welfare activists and the Greens are calling for stricter regulations, but farmers fear high costs. In Croatia, the World Organization for Animal Health has published a self-declaration by Croatia that the country is officially free from blue-tongue disease, a viral disease of ruminants. In the UK, as the new agricultural bill reached the House of Lords on Wednesday this week for its second reading, nearly a million people have signed a petition calling on the government to ensure that food imports meet UK production standards amidst growing concern over a potential future US-UK agri-food trade deal. The agriculture bill will shape the future of farming in the UK, replacing the EU cap subsidy system. In Ireland, the Irish field vegetable sector is being severely impacted by the continuing drought, according to a statement from the Irish Farmers Association this week. The association's chairman, Paul Brophy, told Agriland this week that growers are already suffering financial losses due to yield reductions and lost crops. However, producers are now also incurring considerable extra costs due to irrigation requirements. Moving to Poland, after Monday's Agrifish Council, the Polish minister Artanowski said that the ambitious goals related to the Green Deal must not be excessive for the agriculture and food industry. However, he offered his support for the European Commission's proposal to increase the common agricultural policy spending. In Romania, the average loss of production in autumn-sown grains is higher than 30% compared to usual due to the drought that affected many regions, according to Valerio Tabara, the head of the Agricultural Sciences Academy. The Spanish government has approved the amendment of four royal decrees affecting the fruit and vegetable and wine sectors to help them overcome the consequences of the COVID-19 by relaxing the requirements for receiving aid from the Common Agricultural Policy. And lastly, Italy's Ministry of Agriculture is completing the preliminary work to release into the environment an alien species of Asiatic wasp, which is the natural predator of the stink bug pest, a fruit pest, that has caused over half billion euro damage to Italian fruit producers in 2019. On our radar this week. On the 11th of June, the EU Agricultural Commissioner Janusz Wojciechowski will participate in a video conference call with representatives from the Institute of Agricultural Economy on the situation regarding agriculture and COVID-19. The European Commission has approved this week under the EU merger regulation the proposed acquisition of Bayer AG's Animal Health Division by Elanco Animal Health. The transaction would lead to the creation of the second largest animal health company globally. Both Elanco and Bayer's animal health divisions develop and supply pharmaceuticals for pets and livestock worldwide. Upcoming events this week include a meeting of the European Parliament's Agriculture Committee concerning the farm-to-fork strategy with presentations from DG Agri and DG Sante, 
this meeting is on 11th of June. And also on 15th of June, the Forum for the Future of Agriculture will host its first online event on food system resilience, sustainability and the COVID-19 crisis, looking ahead to the German presidency of the EU. This week, the AgriFood podcast is produced by Euractiv's AgriFood team, Gerardo Fortuna and Natasha Food, with the technical support of Evi Chiorri. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agricultural news from the EU. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Mm-hmm.